Hey, I'm Matt Simpkins, pastor of Christ South, and this is our podcast. Thanks for listening. I hope this builds you up. I hope this helps you in your faith. I hope this helps you to see God at work. We'll see you at the end of the podcast. Well, you guys, did we enjoy the weather this weekend? Was it not amazing? It was fantastic. We had an event on the farm that was planned well in advance, and it didn't rain. It's the first one like ever that we've planned out here, and it was, it was not raining. It was absolutely amazing. I love that I can actually get outside now. I've been having to exercise inside, and I don't like exercising inside because it makes your house smell like man sweat, and nobody likes that. So I love to get outside. One of my favorite things to do is go on walks with my wife, go on walks with the kids. Kids. And I love it when we get a chance to go somewhere like to like to a park or something like that. But every time I go, I don't know, this might be a little lame. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. Is that I love finding the perfect stone, right? The perfect rock. You're looking for like that one rock. And I don't know if it always like the evaluation is ultimately how far can I skip it? But, <laughs> but that's kind of the evaluation for me. Like I'm always wanting to find like the perfect smooth, like medallion kind of stone that I can really get in and just get a nice sidearm throw and bam, 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 see if I can make it from one side of the body of water to the other. I mean, I'm always looking for that absolutely perfect rock. It's got to be smooth. It's got to have rounded edges. It's got to be just perfect. And I love to find it. And rocks really are such a great visual of life and faith, right? You have rocks all the way through scripture. You have rock all the way through our life and understanding how that we build our lives together and what ultimately means for us to be the people of God. There's all kinds of rock through scripture. There's also rock, right? There's all kinds of great metaphors for rock. And we're going to be thinking a little bit about those today as we look at the perfect rock. All right. Here comes the strange time. Are you ready for this? Here comes the strange time. I want you to take it just a second in your homes and in your house, and I want you to think about the rocks of faith in your life. It might be a person. It might be your church. It might be a church home that you had from back in the day. It might be a story. But I want you to either text me or put in the chat either the name of somebody or, um, gosh, the, the any of those, like just a, a sentence of the my rock of faith is... And then you put that into the chat. You can start doing that right now. People, situations, talk a little bit in your, uh, in your group where you are right now in your home. Or if you want to just go ahead and text us right away. Share who or what your rocks of faith are. And I'm going to sit here and drink coffee for a couple minutes until those responses start coming in. So if no responses come in, you know. I'm going to be drinking coffee for a minute. I got, I got some chocolate eclair cake in the fridge, and I'm just going to go have, have, a little, uh, have a little chocolate eclair cake because that goes well with my diets. All right, so who are your rocks of faith? We'll give you just a minute to respond. Oh, that's awesome. My family. Very cool. What else? Who are your rocks of faith or what are your rocks of faith? We got Cindy Moss saying my parents. Parents. Lutheridge. Awesome. Lutheridge. Uh, John says my mother. Parents, mom, family. I got uh, words from Max Lucado's Six Hours, One Friday. Six Hours, One Friday. Very cool. Thanks, Carolyn. Awesome. Other rocks of faith. Oh, man. The Lord's healing of my wife just came in. 
the Lord's healing my praise God oh my that's amazing as those keep coming in you guys keep shouting them out if they come across to you but I have amazing blessings in my life <clears throat> I have a fantastic family I have parents who are um, so good to me. I'm blessed to have in-laws that are amazing and good to me. And they've helped me to understand that, that I have this rock of faith that, you know, I'm, <clears throat> I have such a strong family that way. And, and also just lifting up, um, uh, <laughs> thanks, Jeff, you're awesome, um, uh, is lifting up uh, my wife. My wife is one of my rocks of faith. All right, now let's do the flip-flop, all right? You guys ready for this? We're going to do the flip-flop now. What, and <laughs> some of you, it might be the same thing. What or who are your stumbling blocks? The things that get in the way of your faith. It could be one word. It could be whatever you want it to be. Maybe it's a situation. Maybe it's a memory. Maybe it's a particular tragedy you've had in your life, and you don't have to say all the details of those things. But uh, send us now some sort of information about a person or a place or a thing or what it was that's your stumbling block of faith. We're going to take a second and look at those responses right now. Oh, wow. <laughs> Uh, one person texted me, <clears throat> me, that's their stumbling block of faith. Not, not me, pastor, but me, the person that texted, texted me. Yeah. Wow. Gosh, I bet we, we can all kind of identify with that. Other stumbling blocks of faith. What have you got guys? Doubt. Awesome. Yep. See that one for sure. Any stumbling blocks for you? Mm, food. How about that? I wasn't expecting that one. Old luggage. Old luggage. I'm guessing not the stuff that collects dust in the attic. We're talking about things we've carried along. Thanks for sharing that. Yep. Wow. My weaknesses. Weaknesses? Absolutely. Yeah. The chaos of work. Yes, I bet you all could, there's some people saying amen on chaos of work right now. How many of you all had to like relearn your entire job from start to finish during COVID, right? You know, for me, <clears throat> I think for a long time, it's been patience. Um, it's really, two, it's really two things. It's, it's really been patience because I, I get to where I'm like, all right, God, I'm ready for you to move. Let's, let's move, let's go. And, and, and yet sometimes God's timing is not my timing. I mean, I know there are some folks that resonate with that one, but one of the biggest deals for me in a stumbling block of faith was actually thinking that I am alone in this and then constantly being reminded that God is with me and that God has surrounded me by amazing people. And whatever the things were that I did in my life, it was really about patience and thinking that I was alone. And see, back in the day, we did this whole sermon series on, uh, it was really about building faith journey, faith life kind of stuff. It was called Architects. And, uh, and actually, one of the cool things that we did was we actually uh, had a house in the sanctuary. Do you guys remember that? It was, it was a long time. We, had, we like, had a house that we built up at the Providence campus. We had a house down at the South campus. It was really cool as we thought about what it meant to build, the, build this house of faith. And now as we've started thinking about during COVID, our congregation just, it just been so like, it's almost in diaspora. Like it's like everybody's sort of all spread out. We've said, what is it? What makes us tick? 
And so our leadership has come together to say, what is it? We need to really be able to remember and understand what it is that makes us who we are. And we've said it's find community, build faith, and reach beyond. And we're in the middle of a sermon series talking a little bit about building faith. So we did this architects, and we broke it down a bit. We start with the foundation. Everybody say foundation. Awesome. Then we build the walls. Everybody say walls. You got to have boundaries in your life. You got to develop a little bit of structure that builds up from that foundation. Then we talked about having the roof over the top where you would find shelter and also limit the damage from storms that would come in. But we couldn't forget that every house couldn't be a box with no doors and windows. You got to have doors and windows so that you can go in and come out and you can always look out and remember to be thinking beyond ourselves. The thing is, it had a fatal flaw, I think. I think that whole thing had a fatal flaw, and it's, I don't even know how we missed it. Maybe we just got on a roll, and we were just rolling. We loved the house, and we were building the house, and we are moving and grooving. It was amazing. It had a fatal flaw, because we didn't talk about what's ultimately under the foundation. What happens when the ground is not graded and smoothed out? What happens when it's unpredictable? As we walk through scripture today, I think this is going to make a whole lot of sense to you as we think about how we work on this building faith. Matthew 14, Matthew 14, 22 through 33. We're going to walk through it. So I'm, I'm reading the NIV. So if you've got your uh, NIV Bible, you want to pull that out, or if you've got a different version, that'll be kind of fun. You guys can walk through that version with us, but I'll be reading from the NIV this morning. Matthew 14. 22 through 23. Immediately, borrowing from Mark, it seems like Mark was always saying immediately. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. Now, it's helpful to know what just happened, right? Because sometimes we dive into scripture and it's like, immediately then they did this. Well, what were they doing before? What they had just done was fed the 5,000, right? This is the story of the feeding of the 5,000. Amazing story. They collected 12 baskets. There's all kinds of significant and the numbers and everything else. It was probably way more than 5,000, right? Because it said they counted 5,000 men. They didn't count the women and the children, which means there were even more people there than 5,000. Verse 23 says... So this is what just happened. After he had dismissed them, he's talking about all the people, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Now I'm going to stop and start a lot in this scripture, and, and I think there's so many things happening that I want to just sort of take some time with it and do some, do some teaching. Can I teach this morning, church? Does that be all right? Can I teach? All right. Because this shows really the humanness of Jesus and also the divine that Jesus needs time to recover. I mean, he's just been a part of this massive undertaking. And I think we often forget that Jesus got tired too, that Jesus would get worn down too, that Jesus had to return to that time of getting sort of sorted back out to remember who he is and what his calling was to do. Verse 23 goes on, Later that night he was there alone. And the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Now, he's put the disciples into this boat. It says the disciples got into the boat and go on ahead of him, right? So they're out in the middle of the water. I had to look up the word buffeted. It does not have anything to do with uh, Jimmy, just 
just in case you were wondering. It's not just like water quietly lapping up against the side of a boat. It's not just buffeting and it's not that at all. It's We're talking about like wind and waves, like crashing against the boat, like the boat just moving constantly. We're talking about really, really windy waves pushing the boat around. And how in the... How do the disciples always get themselves into messes like this, right? I mean, think about it. They're always in these kind of messes. Did they finish the whole 5,000 feeding and they were putting all this stuff together? They kind of finished the whole deal. They distributed all the baskets. They pulled all all the stuff, pulled in all the baskets. And then they go and they sit in a boat. Are they just like exhausted i mean it's just like a really really busy day i was out here at family day yesterday and it was just like three hours and it wasn't like that crazy of stuff to do but by the end of it like i was really physically tired like i just needed to sit down and that was only a few hours of playing with kids and families right they distributed food to over five thousand people so there had to be some sort of exhaustion right i mean were they rowing the boat? Like, how did they get out there? Did they just like get in the thing and lay down and sleep? And then all of a sudden the wind and it just pushes the boat out and like they don't really care. I mean, like a lot of them were fishermen, so they're used to this. But I'm just, I'm trying to visualize it here. Or maybe, maybe the disciples have been fighting the wind and the waves all night, trying to get onto the other side like Jesus had told them to do. And then on top of it, I wonder, Did they even figure out how Jesus was going to get over there with him? Did they think Jesus was just going to walk around by himself? I mean, like all of a sudden, there's just so many holes in the story. Are they trying to do what Jesus told them to do, but to no avail? There they are stuck. Whatever it was, the wind and the waves are relentless, and they're stuck in the middle of this body of water with the wind and the waves going, water raging, and then this amazing thing happens. Verse 25. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. Now, this is just a crazy story, but imagine you're in the midst of this. It's dark out. You can't really see what's going on. And all of a sudden, there is some sort of human being thing walking towards you. I, I got to say, that, fair enough, disciples. I get it. Like, I could totally understand you being terrified. I'm not a person that likes being scared. Some of y'all like doing, like, the scary haunted house things. I don't, man. I don't react well. I remember I came back from uh, doing some sort of lunch thing, and I was at a campus ministry house down in Atlanta, and one of the guys that was kind of our interns was there, and he decided it'd be really funny to go inside this closet and jump out at me when uh, when when I came in. And so like I'm holding my stuff, you know, like I, I, I go, I unlock the door, I go inside and I'm holding my stuff. And he jumps out and like goes bah, like that. And I drop my stuff and I straight up, I kid you not, this is in ministry as a pastor. I cold cocked him. I straight punched him. I don't know what came over me. Like, I don't know what happened. I just went, God. And he's like, I'm, so, I'm like, oh my God, I hit you. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to hit you. You're my friend. I don't know what I was doing. Oh my gosh, I'm going to get sued or something. I started freaking out. I don't do well with being scared. So I totally understand these disciples just freaking out. Verse 27 says, but Jesus immediately again, that word immediately says to them, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. And the story gets even more interesting in verse 28. Peter says, Lord, if it's you, Tell me to come to you on the water. And Jesus says, come. 
I like to think about what the other disciples are thinking in this moment, right? Like, hey, Peter, hold on, man. First of all, we, I mean, we still are not sure if that's Jesus. It's possible that that's a ghost, number one. Number two, you're going to get out on this water, which we've not been able to manage all night, right, so far. So you're, you're going to walk on, on water toward a potential ghost. <laughs> like, they had to have been absolutely freaking out. They had to have been like, what in the world is going on? Dude, waves, water, wind, ghost, problem, night, drowning. Seriously, get it together, Peter. Then Peter got down out of the boat, listen to this, and walked on the water and came toward Jesus. <clears throat> this is the moment. This is the moment right here. The rock of faith is standing right in front of him. Everything is working. The rock of faith, Jesus, is right there in front of him. He's walking on the water towards Jesus. But then verse 30 happens. And verse 30 happens in a lot of our, a lot of our lives. When he saw the wind, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. We've all got a verse 30, don't we? We've all got a verse 30. That moment when everything was going right in verse 29. But in verse 30, he saw the wind. First of all, what a crazy thing to say. How do you see the wind? He certainly was scared, afraid. It was such a powerful moment for him that he began to sink and he cried out, Lord, save me. You see, in that moment in verse 30, the stumbling blocks kicked in. They kicked in for Peter it was at least the wind and the waves, but I wonder if maybe it was more. Now, I, I'm, I'm just thinking here, so don't, don't quote me on this as like the way it was, but I'm wondering, maybe Peter in that moment wasn't so sure about this whole thing at all. But how could that be? Because he'd just seen the Lord of all creation feed 5,000 plus people he'd just seen the lord of all creation walking on the water and the waves so maybe he was scared maybe the weight of everything that they had just been a part of was just too much right before they fed the five thousand, they were delivered awful news that john the baptist was beheaded i mean that had to be so frightening to think that this Herod was going to be coming after them next. The doubt, the worry, the fear all started creeping in. And verse 30, whatever the stumbling block was, it was coming full force. And he started sinking. Then verse 31. Immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. Now think about this moment, because Peter was walking toward Jesus and got close enough to him as he started sinking, or Jesus walked close enough to Peter in the midst of him sinking so that all he had to do was put out his hand to pull him back up upon the waves. You of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly you are the Son of God. You see, Peter didn't go into the water 
to test Jesus. Peter went into the water to test himself. He walked on the water to test his own faith. And guess what? <laughs> it wasn't strong enough. It wasn't ready enough. It wasn't courageous enough. See, so often we want to build our house of faith on the wrong kind of ground. Sometimes we want to just place it in others. This one person who was always so good to me, brothers and sisters, people tend to fail us. Or like Peter, we want to put it in ourselves. Test myself. Surely I can walk on water if Jesus can. I'm one of his own. I'll go out there. I'll handle this. I'll put my feet on the water. I'll just stand on the shaky ground. I can stand on these waves. I mean, let's go. I got this. I can do this. It's all about, hmm, it's a bad idea. But for some reason, we do it anyway. Brothers and sisters, so when the ground underneath your foundation feels wobbly and the waters and the waves unsteady you, Cry out to the Lord. And remember that you are not alone in the waters. You are not alone amongst the waves. And it was never your faith that carried you. It never has been. It never will be your faith that carries you. See, here's the thing. It wasn't Peter's faith in Jesus that helped him back up onto the water. It was Jesus' faith in Peter. And brothers and sisters, Jesus has that same faith in you. And no, I don't mean like Jesus likes you. Of course Jesus likes you. Jesus loves you. We've sing that song. We've sung that song since we were little kids. That's not what I'm talking about. It's not like he thinks you're super special. Although you are, you're all super special. Jesus' faith. Jesus' faithfulness to go to the cross, to take those moments after the 5,000 to be fulfilled and, and refilled by the Father so that he can go and do the things that he does. Jesus, the rock of all creation, Jesus' faith, Jesus' faithfulness is given to you. It dwells within you, the scripture says. It's part of who you are. It's what it means to be a child of God. You can't screw it up. You can't undo it. So maybe instead of looking around for the perfect rock somewhere on the ground around you, trying to figure out how you can build on yourself or on others, your own faith, remember that the perfect rock already dwells within you. Instead of looking around on the ground, brothers and sisters, look in the mirror. See who God has made you. See how God has built you up on the rock of Jesus. And remember that you weren't built on the water and the waves. And yet when they come, they don't get to have the final say. They might rock the boat, but they can't break the foundation. You are the most, hmm, you are built on the most perfect rock there ever was the strongest rock in all of creation. So look in the mirror and see the perfect rock, Jesus, in you. Amen. Let's pray. Good and gracious God, we give you thanks this day for being the rock, for building our house of faith, 
for reminding us, Lord, that we are yours, that we carry your faith in us. What good news that is. The stumbling blocks don't get to win. The rocks of faith that you've placed around us shore up that great foundation that's built on you. So Lord, build us up. Build your church. Do what it is that you have been called to do, Lord. Give us strength. Give us peace. And get us back up on top of the waves. In Jesus' name we pray and all of God's children say, Amen. All right, I hope that was helpful. If so, I ask you a couple of things. One, share this with a friend so that they can hear some good news in their life too. And if you want to continue that impact beyond, we ask that you go to ChristSouth.org to the online giving tab and give to this ministry so that we can continue to share this with others. We'll see you on the next podcast or maybe in person at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings at Polo Ridge Elementary in Charlotte, North Carolina. Blessings and peace. Have an awesome week.